Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Wonderful. It's good to see young people sing for God. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. Because they can do so many things with their life. So it's always a blessing to have a church where we encourage the young to sing for God. Hallelujah. And stay in church. And grow in church. And develop the talent in church. So that the blessing will be upon them. Hallelujah. All right. Please come. Let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Hey, Kofi, are these your new microphone cables? The blue ones. Wow. So, so nice. What do you think, guys? Yeah, good. <laughs> My guys say they are good, so I, I agree with them. Hallelujah. All right. Wonderful. Let's hear the word of God. Do you have a scripture to learn today? Give us a scripture. Whoa. Huh. Wow. This is a big one. First Thessalonians 4 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. What? <laughs> good. It's a good verse. One, two, go. For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. That you should abstain from fornication. Paul was writing not to unbelievers. This was a church to the Thessalonica church. A letter to the church in Thessalonica. The church in Thessalonica. He wasn't writing to unbelievers. Hallelujah. He was writing to people who are in the church. So, if you want to know what is the will of God for my life, this is the will of God for your life. I want to know the will of God. The will of God that don't fornicate. Let the church say amen. amen. Oh, I want to do your will. His will is don't fornicate. It's as clear as black and day and night. Oh God, I want to do your will. This is his will. I want to know your, you want to know his will? You see, <laughs> some things are very clear in the Bible that it says this is God's will. Hallelujah. Like salvation. It is not the will of God. It is not the will of God that any man should perish and go to hell. That's clear. It, what is not clear in the Bible that it's not in the will of God that you should live in California. Or it is not the will of God that you should marry Mr. Jones. No, 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 no. Those you, you, you infer. But some things are clear. Very clear. That, no, uh, that God has no, it's the will of God that no man will perish. It's his will. And it's the will of God that you, you, <laughs> you should abstain from fornication. This one is very clear. For this is the will of God even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. There's no if and but. It's direct. Hallelujah. So let us learn from that in Jesus' name. Amen. Obey his will. We will do his will. Amen. Today I'm flipping the, the, the preaching a little bit. So it's a little flip. That you understand the flip. John chapter 3. 
verse 1 to 7. There was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Marvel not. Marvel not. Marvel not that I say unto thee that you must be born again. In other words, don't be surprised. Marvel not means don't be surprised that I am saying to you, you must be born again. Which obviously means that Nicodemus thought he was a good guy. Because when somebody said, don't be surprised. It means that you, you, you sort of think that you're okay. If somebody said, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised that I will fire you. It's like, with me? Because you don't think you're in the group of people. Don't be surprised that I will, I, I, I will, I'll kick you out. Me? No. Because you think you are different. Hallelujah. So Nicodemus obviously felt a bit different. So he said, marvel not. Don't be surprised. Because sometimes you think um, you do certain things, A, B, C, so it qualifies you. I said, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at all that you must be born again. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I just want to teach about, you see, don't be surprised. A lot of because a, lo- a lot of times we make assumptions and, uh, and exemptions based on what we think we are and we are not. But don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Because which, which also brings me to the fact that, you know, in every organization or in every uh, every human institution organization there's what is required which is different from what you think is required <laughs> your own version because we all have our own versions especially when it comes to the things of God hallelujah a lot of Christians have our own version this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad. Look, it's not about your version. It's about what is in the Bible. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? So let us try and stick with the Bible. Amen. And go by God's version. Hallelujah. Like it says that pleasing God. Pleasing God by God's standard is faith. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that for without faith, it is impossible. Hallelujah. But maybe by our version, pleasing God may be something different. Maybe by our version, pleasing God may be, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do that. But of course, said, no. 
That's not what pleases me. Pleasing me is by what you, your faith. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So Jesus told Nicodemus, look guys, don't be surprised. He said, marvel not at all. Hallelujah. Don't be surprised. You must be born again. Hallelujah. So the first thing we know from this is that the Bible says Nicodemus was a ruler. Jesus and Nicodemus. I'm talking about Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a ruler. A ruler means that Nicodemus was an important person. Hallelujah. He was a ruler. He was an important person. He was somebody who mattered. He was a ruler. That's why Jesus said, don't be surprised. He was a ruler. He was important. That's why he said, don't be surprised. Number two, the Bible says that he was a Pharisee. Pharisee. Not only was he a ruler, he was also religious. You see, that's why Jesus said, don't be surprised. It's very, very, you have to be very careful to look at what God looks at. I hope I'm preaching to some Christians in the church. Be very, always be very careful. It means Nicodemus was religious. A Pharisee, religious. It means Nicodemus read the Bible or whatever it was at that time. It means Nicodemus fasted. I mean, who could fast more than the Pharisees? It, could, it, it means Nicodemus prayed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It means Nicodemus tied. What? The Pharisees. The Pharisees read, you know, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. One man, God, one, one man of God said, they read the Bible more. They prayed more. They fasted more. But when God came, they killed him. I'm not talking about it. The people who fasted more, prayed more, gave offerings more to God, when God came, they killed him. They killed him. Yeah? So sometimes we wonder about our activities. We are doing this more. We are doing this more. We are doing, but when the, when the work of God comes, we kill it. When God came, they killed him. The very same people. Who say they are, they, they are working for the kingdom. When God came, they killed him. Hallelujah. So sometimes we have to be careful about what we are doing. We say we do this. So he was religious. He was a Pharisee. He went to church every Sunday. He prayed. Hallelujah. You understand? But you know, let, let, let me. That's why that's why Jesus began by saying, "Marvel not, marvel not." Hallelujah! Don't be surprised. Seriously speaking, being religious does not is not the same as being born again. No, 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 at all. Being religious is not the same as being born again, at all. A lot of people are religious, but they are not born again. Hallelujah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> sometimes even in some, in some cultures, everybody is quote-unquote a Christian. But there's no way they are born again at all. At all. I mean, if you go to some parts of the world, especially where I come from, in Ghana, even the, even, everything is born again. The shops are born again. The Lord is my shepherd. Shops are born again. Uh, beauty, beauty parlor. Anointed hands, beauty parlor. Cars are born again. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> huh? I don't know what I don't know what is not born again. Everything is religious. Everything is religious. Anybody you talk to, oh, by the grace of God. What the person saying by the grace of God, but he can steal your money. Like the prophet, 
the story prophet was telling us on Sunday, God will do it. <laughs> she listened to that story, that message. Yeah. Yeah. Be born again. It's re- they are religious. Sunday morning, you see one of them. They put on their cloth. Madness. Big waist. Put on their cloth. They are weak. They are going to church. You see them. Sunday morning. Only to come back and be mean. It's amazing. So, so, so sometimes it's more of a cultural thing. But not a heart thing. Hallelujah. Because I, 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 had, I had a friend. His mother was more like the richest man in the Methodist church. Richest woman in the Methodist church. Sort of. Every harvest, she contributes more than anybody. So, you know, by, by that, start, by that, she was given a, a prominent place in the church. When, when is harvest? You know when they are doing harvest and they are buying things? You cannot abide here. Right? And he had sons. Who was my friend? So they were just, because of the position of their mother, if you don't go to church, you will eat. So, Sunday morning, when you see those two boys going to church, it's not because they are born again. <laughs> they will not eat. So they are just going to the church to fulfill all righteousness. As soon as church is over, they are back to the house. <laughs> I hope you will come to church because you are born again. Not because you eat. I, I, you must be born again. Don't come to church because if you don't come to church, mom, your mom is going to yell at you. Or you will eat. No, no, no. You must be born again. I say you must be born again. You must know God for yourself. Look, this is my two friends. Look, they only come to because you eat. So Sunday morning, there are two of them willingly follow their mother to church. And the younger one was the number one weed smoker. But Sunday morning, everything's on pause. <laughs> so you go, go to church, go and sign. After that, go and smoke weed. They were not born again. They were just, they're just religious. Are you hearing me? Come from a, a, a lot of look. Like I said, unfortunately, with my little experience, unfortunately, with my little experience, I can say that the, the Caucasian unbeliever is more likely to tell you the truth than the so-called born-again Ghanaian. More likely. More likely. Lies. People are speaking in tongues and they are lying. Are you hearing me? Yes. You must be born again. Being religious is not the same. Obeying some rituals is not the same. You must have a personal relationship. That's why I say marvel not. Hallelujah. I mean, it is sad to say that some pastors are not born again. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are not born again. Some pastors are not born again. They are not born again at all. In this day and age, when ministry has become fashionable, everybody calls themselves man of God, prophet. Some of them are not born again at all. At all. Zero. Hallelujah. Yeah. They are not born again at all. Call to be saints? No. Hallelujah. They are not born again at all. Hallelujah. So he said, marvel not. Amen. Marvel not. Being a member of a church does not mean you are born again. Your name can be in this church race, but you are not born again. Hallelujah. That's why I say, don't be surprised. You must be born again. Amen. I said, Amen. Yeah, don't be surprised. Do not be surprised. Hallelujah. 
And the Bible said, the same came to Jesus at my night. The same came to Jesus by night. Yeah. Which is a very, I'm talking about Jesus and the man Nicodemus. Why didn't he come to Jesus in the daytime? Exactly. Why did he have to wait and come at night? That's why we use the term Nicodemusly. Have you heard the term Nicodemusly? He came Nicodemusly. Why are you trying to do this Nicodemusly? Why did he want to come to Jesus in the daytime? He came by night. Hallelujah. He came by night because he did not want to associate with Jesus publicly. He did not want his Christianity to be seen. It means he was a Christian. On, it means that on Monday, Tuesday, what was he doing? He came by night. There are many, you see, your Christianity should not only be in church. Hallelujah. If I come to your office on Monday, how do you look? If I come to your job place on, on Wednesday, how do you look? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How do you behave? How do you behave at home? Are you, can you identify Christ in the house? Can you be identified with Christ in your marriage? How do you behave? Christianity is not only in church. How do you behave in your marriage? How do you behave at school? How do you among your friends? Is Christ still public or Christ is in Nicodemus? He came by night. Hallelujah. When I come to your school, would they consider you a Christian child? Or you are somebody different? He came by night. How is your Christianity? Is your Christianity seen at home? Is your Christianity seen in your marriage? Oh, reverend, by the grace of God. Oh, when your husband talks, eh? Eh? Look, I, I saw it in my own eyes. Oh. I saw it. I mean, when I was, when I was pastoring the work, I saw it. I saw it in my own eyes. I said, the, the, the lady was, I mean, Came to me, oh, Reverend, Reverend. She was talking to me courteously. This one, oh, Reverend, Reverend. Then her husband, I think he wanted to go somewhere. So her husband was standing by the door. And as she was talking to me, Reverend, Reverend, Reverend. Then she turned. Then she saw her husband. I think her husband was saying, oh, you know. Fine. I said, hey. I mean, this one person was one area. The way she yelled at the guy. You wonder how she would treat him at home. Hallelujah. Nicodemusly. Hallelujah. You know, that is why, as Prophet was teaching us, Romans 1 7. Is very important. Okay, Romans 1 7. The call. After the call of salvation. Romans 1 7. I believe. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Called. Salvation after being saved, after being saved, you are also a saint. Meaning sanctified. Pure, holy. You are called to be a saint. So you can add saint to your name. It means sanctified, pure. Your calling involves, our, our salvation involves called to be saints. So you can say Saint Nana. 
Saint Benjamin. So a saint is not only somebody who had died, then they put a statue. Then you go and pray to. In the Bible, when you are saved, you are also a saint. Called to be saint. So if you know you are called to be saint, you will be careful the way you behave. Because the question is, is your behavior really that much, is, is your behavior commensurate with saints? As you are angry, you are misbehaving. Ask yourself, will, does St. Peter behave like this? Or St. Anthony? Are you hearing me? Yeah. He came to Jesus by night. Nicodemusly. Not willing to be identified. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Sometimes it is better to let people... Look, young ones, little ones, hear me carefully. It is always better for you to let people know that you are a Christian. If they know that you are a Christian, they won't bother you. Do you know that? Do you know that? Sometimes the reason why they bother you, oh, let's do this, let's go do this, because you, are, you haven't told them you are a Christian. Yeah. The Bible says you, you must shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Hallelujah. When people know that you go to church, you read the Bible, you pray, they won't, they won't do certain stupid things around you. But you see, because you haven't told them. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Especially when you defend yourself. So, so sometimes it's, it's, it's to your own benefit. Not sometimes, all the time, it is to our own benefit to let people know that we are Christians. Because when they know that you are Christian, they will not even make certain statements around you. I mean, of course, you're going to get the one or two blasphemous people that are, irre are irrelevant. They can even curse a pope. Those are different. But by and large, like, like for example, like um, Halloween. If Halloween, people wear also weird costumes. I mean, nobody at my workplace was expecting me to wear a costume. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Halloween, they wear, I mean, I mean whatever Halloween, I don't even know what Halloween is for. It's a witch's day or whatever it is. But people come dressed all sorts of weird. And I was working. Usually, I'm usually off. But this particular time when I was working. But nobody there expected me to come there dressed with. No. In fact, if I had dressed up, that would have been a shock. But everybody came dressed. Almost everybody came dressed. If I. Oh, yeah. Trick or treat. They came all dressed. The nurses and doctors and said, no, no, please. So I, they kept asking me that. They kept asking me, why don't you dress? First of all, they knew, most people don't know how to dress. And if you ask, why don't you dress? I said, well, somebody has to be a doctor here. All of us cannot be demons. <laughs> I told them, somebody has to be a doctor here. You can all not be wearing this. Yeah. But they were not expecting me. Are you hearing me? So sometimes it's your own protection to identify with Christ. Amen. Amen. It will save you to identify with Christ. Yippee, look, it's very important in school. Let them know that you are a Christian. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. If they know that you are a Christian, they won't care. When they are cursing, they won't call you. When they are going to smoke, they won't call you. When they want to do stupid, they won't call you because they know you are a Christian. But when they don't know, that's when they will tempt you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. When they look, when you identify as a Christian, okay, when you are true Christian, even even in an unfamiliar environment, you look different. You you stick out. Are you hearing me? Do you remember when we were going to crucify Jesus Christ, and all the people were following, and, and Peter followed afar off. And the Bible said that 
they lit a fire in the house and everybody was warming themselves. And Peter also went to sit there warming himself. But even the way he was sitting, they said, mm, you. Even the way he was sitting, they said, mm. you don't look like one of us. Because he was a follower of Christ, such that even among unbelievers, he would stick out. I mean, some of you, if you were to go to a club now, you get lost. If you were to go to a club now, you, you'll get lost. You, 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 first of all, you will not recognize the music. You will not recognize the music. I mean, the music, the one that you think you know, you won't recognize it. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, it is good to identify with Christ. Don't, don't let your Christianity be, be Nicodemus. Hidden. Hidden Christianity. You have your Bible quietly in your corner. There. No, no, no. Let people know. Sometimes at break, let people know that you're having your quiet time. Open your Bible. I'm preaching to you. Open your Bible. Let your friends know that you are having your quiet time. You are reading the Bible at work at break time. You see, you'll be surprised how they respect your space. You'll be surprised that the fact that they come to you read the Bible, they'll respect that space. Hallelujah. They are going to show certain video games. Are you hearing me? Even when you go to play on the court, let them know that you are a Christian. If they know that you are a Christian, they will not say certain curse around you. Yes, you are all playing basketball, but I'm born again, so I don't curse. Don't join them. Say amen. I'm preaching to them. That's what I did, and that's what saved me, you know. It's, it will always save you. When you let people know that you are a Christian, it will save you. They will respect your space. Are you hearing me? So even though we are all going to play basketball, let them know that I'm a Christian. So I don't curse. We can play, but I don't curse. We can play, but I don't smoke. We can play, but I don't do this. Because I'm a Christian. And they will respect you. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a good place. Wonderful. Hallelujah. And another thing I learned from Nicodemus is that when he came, when Nicodemus saw Jesus Christ, he said, Sir, no man can do this. We know, he said that, and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles. That thou doest, except God be with him. No man. It's interesting. He recognized the miracles. Hallelujah. He recognized. Okay. He recognized the miracles that Jesus was doing. And acknowledged the presence of God. He recognized the miracles and acknowledged the presence of God. He recognized the miracles that this thing that you are doing, it is only, nobody can do this except God is with you. No man can do these things except God be with him. He acknowledged the miracles and that recognize the presence of God. The question is that most of us, we see the miracles in our, somehow we are not enabled to recognize the miracles in our life and acknowledge the presence of God. We didn't get it. Somehow, we lack, you see, you, you, you lack the ability to recognize your, the, the miracles that, but for God, you will not have been here. And if you recognize that, you will acknowledge his presence. 
But we don't. If you are to take your time to know that, look, even the fact that you are sitting here, you have gone through that problem. Others went through it and did not survive. But you have gone through it and have survived. That is a miracle. And by that miracle, recognize the presence of God, that God is with you. Yes. Nicodemus saw it. Nicodemus said, listen, this thing that you are doing, eh, God is with you. For no man can do this. I mean, as, I mean, people are stressed to the pain. Some are losing their hair. And you have gone through the same fire. And your hair is intact. Don't you see that God is with you? He saw the miracle. And knew that, look, God is here. It's sad that because of a little small thing that is not working on on a small area of our life, we tend to not to see all the miracles God have done. My Nicodemus, he said, look, no man can do this. No man can do this. You should be able to look at your life and know that, look, but for the the grace of God, you know I've been here. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. There is something something about God that that, uh, we have to learn. God always gives you a control group. Yeah, I'll explain to you. God always gives you a control group. That's why I say two shall be on the throne. One shall be taken away. You see, in every situation that you are complaining about, God gives you somebody who has also gone through the same thing. And did not make it. In anything that you are complaining about, God will show somebody that who has also gone through something and has and is not complaining. There's always a control group. As you are complaining that your, your situation is worse. Yes. Are you hearing me? I was talking to some ladies about your complaining about your husband. I said, hey. Oh, and what did the husband do? Oh, I mean, he, they are, what was the complaint? Oh, I mean, he, he, he's not active. Instead of him working extra, there were some financial difficulty. And the wife was saying that, oh, the husband, the husband should pick up an extra job. And the husband was saying, oh, my, my job is not like in the medical, you know, in the medical for nursing and nursing and uh, doctors, you can do uh, extra shift. But I don't know why they can do extra shift in social work. Maybe you can do, I don't know. So, uh-huh, I'm coming. Some professions you can't really do like IT. Do you understand? So this guy was in one of those professions that you can't really do an extra shift. Now, I said, well, well, sir, but I mean, he cannot really do extra. This is this type of professions. It's not like the medical food where you can pick up an extra shift to make some for a month to make extra. You can't do that. It's so bad. But Reverend, he can go and drive Uber. I say, hey! <laughs> Those are exact words. Reverend, he can go and drive Uber. I said, you are telling him that now he should go and drive Uber. After work, just pick up Uber and drive. Hey, Reverend, he's not progressive. And I said, hey. Okay. There's a control group. So as he was talking, I pointed her. I said, look, look at this. This is your friend. Look at this, your friend. He's also married like you. He, her husband does not work at all. <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about at all. Does not get up to go. Zero. Yours go. And that's 40 hours. And you are complaining. Hers does not go at all. And she's as equally educated as you, hard working as you, beautiful as you, 
elegant as you. There's nothing about you that there's nothing about you that she doesn't have. The same physique and education, but she is staying with somebody who does not go at all and is complaining. He's just managing, and you have somebody who is going and you are complaining. Acknowledge the blessings and be grateful. Because the, the tables could have been turned. There's always a control group. Oh. There's always a control group. I said, ah. And this other one who has the one who is not working at all. Her prayer was look, Reverend, I don't mind it, you knocking. If one, the person was not working, and two, spending the money. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm trying to say that you know that for everything that you can complain about, there's a worst case scenario. Hallelujah. And also, for any what you have been able to survive, somebody did not survive it. And if you have survived it, it was the grace of God. I said, if you have survived it, it was the grace of God. I said, if you survived it, was the grace of God. So learn to recognize the presence of God. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Nicodemus said, listen to me. No man can do this thing except God be with him. Hallelujah. It may be, you see, like last week I was sharing with you about uh, the man who saw men as trees. You see, when Jesus touched him, when Jesus touched him, he said, I see men like trees. You see, he didn't say, I don't see anything. I saw something. It was not the ultimate it was there. I saw something. It was not the ultimate. It was not the, what, I, what I totally expected. But I saw something. And by that statement, Jesus touched him again. He touched him again. The Bible says he touched him again. And he touched him again because the guy recognized the beginning of the miracle. Even though it's not the ultimate, at least something has begun. So learn to acknowledge the small miracles that has begun in your life. Yes, you are not being where you want to be, but something has started. Acknowledge it and give God the glory so that you see the full manifestation. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Serena. Yeah. He says something. I see something. It wasn't there before. It wasn't there before. At first it was zero. But now I can see some flickers. But unfortunately for some of us, unless we see the full thing, we were prayed by all or none. Oh. I mean, you had, you had nothing to do. You had nothing. You were zero. And somebody has given you a place to stay. And you are saying, is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Is that all you can do? Is that all you can do? Just a place? Yes, you are looking for a job. Fine, you don't have a, but at least he has given you somewhere to stay. And instead of being grateful, your thing was, is that all? Yeah. There's nothing more annoying than to give somebody a gift. And the person does not have a gift. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that all? No. You, have, you acknowledge the little things. Something has begun. I said something has begun. He said, look, I see men like trees. And by that acknowledgement, he deserved the second touch. 
That's, that's, why God, that's what gave him the second touch. The father, he acknowledged that something has happened, begun. But no, most of us, we don't acknowledge. That's why we don't get a second touch. You don't acknowledge the small thing. Something has done. A miracle has done. God is with you. The father, you, are, you have your peace. You have your health. You go and you come. Something has happened. Acknowledge God. The father, you have a job. Yes, you may, you may not have finished paying all your bills, but at least you have a job. Thank God for that job. It may not be the best job, but at least it gets you a paycheck. Am I talking to Christians here? Yeah, it, may, it, may, it may not be the ultimate six figure you are looking for, but at least every two weeks. That is why I personally cannot stand people who don't have a job, but when you give them a job, they don't want to take. I can't stand those people at all. You can't you have a job. You don't have a job. Yes, you are a computer mogul. Fine, you don't have a computer mogul now. Now there's a job at 7-Eleven. Go and stock the shelf for now. I'm too big. I'm too huge for that. I'm too big for that. I trained as a computer scientist. I cannot be stocking shelf. As the day, the, the day you are sitting home, zero comes in. You are broke. I can't stand those people at all, personally. I can't stand those people. I cannot stand those people. Because as far as I'm concerned, a job is a job. You are not where you want to be. But at least you can see men as trees. Start somewhere so that God will bless you. And stop being proud. Well, I train as a, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a computer scientist. And I, I did those and I did this. So I'm waiting for a job. I'm waiting for a job for what? There's an opening at KFC. <laughs> There's an opening at KFC. At least. At least. It can pay for your uh, metro card. <laughs> and you can take some chicken home at least. <laughs> at least you are guaranteed some chicken. Can carry some chicken home. At least. Just carry the children. At least. Yes. I'm not saying that stay there forever. But you are seeing men as trees. At least acknowledge that so that you get a double touch. No man can do this. I personally, that's one of my problems for people. I can't stand that thing at all. I can't stand that thing at all. I don't know why. Maybe see. Like, like you don't have a job. Nothing. I mean, why was once talking to a brother? He said, You don't have a job. You're you moving from person to person. Always people want to feed you. I said, Look, why don't we, we try to. In fact, what we do? What? <laughs> we said, Look, look. Just roaming around doing nothing. Okay. Somebody said, Okay, let's, we're going to buy you a car. To drive around and then pay small, small. You use a car for delivery. I said, I mean, come on, won't you be grateful? Somebody, you don't have anything at all. Somebody said, I'm going to try and get you a car. Okay? So you can drive it around and do deliveries. So that you pay for small, small. At least it gives you something to do. You know the person's answer? What? Just be delivering things from people to people. Listen to me. Listen to me. That is not my calling. So we asked him, what is your calling? Say, I am called to full-time ministry. <laughs> I'm th- a, a true story. All my stories are true. Yeah. So we asked him that, so how are you going to go to full-time ministry? Say, I'm called to full-time ministry. I said, so, 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 so what does it mean? So, so, so it means those of us who are holy, we are not full-time ministry. I said, so what are you trying to say? He said, well, whom he, call, whom he calls, he equips. If God has called, I'm telling you, God has called me, and God will equip me. I said, how is God going to call me? The Lord has called me. He's going to provide me a wife. That was his vision. A wife who will work to support me in the ministry. 
was his exact words. That God is going to give him a wife. Who will support him in his ministry? Because whom he calls, he equips. And I said, you mean God is going to give you a wife in New York City? Maybe in another country, but no. <laughs> I looked at him and said, hey, New York here. God is going to give you a woman who will go to work 95 to support your ministry. If you find that woman, bring one to me. <laughs> I said, now. I told him, look, you are deluded. Even if God has called into full-time ministry, Moses, Elisha, Matthew, Paul, Peter, the disciples, they were all doing something before he brought them in. None of them were sitting like this. Everybody he called full-time, they were all working before he brought them. So don't think you're going to put your hand here and come and tell me that I am not anointed. You are anointed. God is going to give you a woman who freed you from this. <laughs> Let's be careful. Are you hearing me? Yes. You may not be where you want to be. But at least start somewhere and acknowledge the miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said Hallelujah. Acknowledge it. Something has begun. Something has begun. God has been good. You paid your bills. You sent money, you took some care of somebody. You, sent, you were able to send some money to somebody back home. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. You are not flying first class yet, but thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Be grateful. Always remember that there are people in the same situation like you who never made it. Hallelujah. Yeah. For his soul. So that's why, that's why Nicodemus said, look, no man can do these things. And, and sometimes it is sad. Unbelievers recognize miracles more than believers. I don't want to go there. Because if I go there, I will not finish. Sometimes unbelievers can actually see. Especially, and allow me to speak, especially unbeliever, unbeliever wives can see good husbands more than Christian wives. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievers wives. Unbelievers wives can recognize a good man better than Christian women. I don't even want to go there. Because the world that they live in and they've seen, they know how beastly men can be. So when they see you, I say, man, you have this one, you are playing with it, come and see mine. My Christian wives take women, good men for granted. Thank you, for, thank you for encouraging me. Christian wives take good men for granted. Unbelievable women see better. They can see the miracle. They can see that you have a man who goes to work, come back home, doesn't pass by the corner, there's no, there's no cheat, there's no lie, and come and sit at home and wants to watch television. It's a miracle. <laughs> and they give glory to God. But Christian wives don't see it. Get the husband who has gone, come back clean, sit there, play with the children, and you are still quarreling with him. Christian wife. Again, wife. I'm preaching. Born again, wife. Your husband, he just goes to work, he comes back, there, he just sits down. I mean, you are quarreling with him because when he came, he didn't help you with the dishes. Some they don't come home at all. He has come home, you are quarreling with him. Preaching. Some unbelievers, they they will be happy if the guy comes home. 
home at all. And when he comes home, you will thank God that he's home. You open your mouth, the slap you will get. Consider it's a miracle. It's a miracle that you have a man who goes out, comes back, sit down, quiet, does the homework with the children. If uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you are annoyed. You are annoyed because uh, when he came home, a girl called him. Maybe even a, colleague, a female colleague from work is the one he's talking to. Unbelievers. Sometimes they will come back home. The, the man is not only cheating on you, he brings the girl to the house. To the bedroom. It's a true story. It happens all the time. And you dare not open your mouth. It's a, it's a, it's a message I'm preaching. Sometimes unbelievers recognize miracles more than Christians. Nicodemus was an unbeliever, but he saw their miracle. Look, unbelievers. It was it was an unbeliever who told sometimes I go to look. This your assistant. He was he told Bishop. The person was, he, was, he was not even a serious case, he was just an unbeliever, he was a businessman. He was a businessman, he was a tycoon. He said, watch this guy, he's greedy. The person was not a Christian, he was just an unbeliever. He said, watch this guy, he's greedy. And true, the guy was greedy. He told Bishop to watch some particular guy, he's greedy. And true, the guy was greedy. Because they can see. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. No man can do these things. You see, let us re- begin to recognize the miracle too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, sometimes all believers recognize it. Yeah. Sometimes, and, 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 and the reverse is true. Sometimes unbeliever men recognize miracles more in their eyes more than Christian men. Your wife, she has gone to work, she has come. Her paycheck, you can see the paycheck. She comes and puts the money into a joint calendar, you can see. Go ask one of these girls. A paycheck, they will dribble you one time. I said they will dribble you one time. One time. They should mix their paycheck with your paycheck. No, 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 no. No, 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 it doesn't happen at all. You can split the bills. You pay this, I pay this. But to see my paycheck, no, 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 no. You have a wife who comes, all the paycheck is, everything is there, joint account. And you are complaining because she spent an extra money to buy a wig. You are complaining. Some of <laughs> You don't know. You don't know dribblers. I said, you don't know dribblers. Come, with the paycheck. I mean, totally different from, I mean. I'm preaching. Dribbler, dribble you fully. Show you the full account so that you know. No, 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 no. Look. Partial figures. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, uh, this is this. Yeah. You are quarreling? No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Amen. Marvel not. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah. He said, you must be born again. And the economist was confused. He said, are you saying that I should go into my mother and come back? He said, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should enter your mother's womb and come back again. Which is another thing that we, te- we, we, we get confused. Being born again is a spiritual thing. And two, it's simple. It is because of the simplicity of it. That is why a lot of us struggle with it. But it is really that simple. Nicodemus was right. Are you saying it is that easy? You mean I have to go into my mother's womb and come back again? Say no, 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 no. It's not as complex as you think. Which is born of the flesh is flesh. 
that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Being born again, being a Christian, is sometimes sim too, too simple we don't believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. Most of us think it should be something complex. It's not. It's a simple thing. It says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's how simple it is. That's how simple it is. Believe in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. So do you mean, I mean, Reverend, so do you mean that when I come here and you say, say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins, forgive me of my sins. From today, I'm a child of God. Do you mean that's it? Do you mean that's all? Yes, that's all. Let's do it again. That's all. For the same reason, for the same reason that when you come forward here, and I say that, do you take this woman to be your wife? Repeat after me. I, Solomon, uh, I, 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 I declare that you are my wife to live with you for better for worse. In, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kiss your bride. And, and, do you, and, and by that act, you are legally and spiritually married and your life and everything changes. That one, by me standing here and saying that you are saved from that day, you are legally and everything changed because you stood here and make a confession. And that has changed your life. Don't you believe that the same thing, when you come and stay here, your life has also changed? Hallelujah. Don't you believe it? Don't you believe that just as you came to study and make your wedding vows, your life has changed that day? Can't you believe that the same thing as you come here and you confess your sins, your life has changed? Amen. It's as simple as that. If you believe. Hallelujah. Because God's desire is not to save a few. His desire is to save the whole world. If you want to save the whole world, make it simple. Amen. Make it simple. Amen. I say make it simple. Amen. That is why you are not, it is not calculus. If it takes calculus to be born again, some of you will never be born again. If they say to be born again, you must solve quadratic equations. If it says to be born again, you must pass algebra too. Even algebra one, you are struggling. Are you hearing me? If you say to be born again, you must have a million dollars in your account. No. It is to save the whole world. And if you want to save the whole world, then make the process simple. I say it is to what? Save the whole world. And you want to save the whole world, make the process what? Simple. So it, it, it is only one thing that's required, believing. And as for believing, everybody can believe. The rich can believe. The poor can believe. The black can believe. The white can believe. The Anglo-Saxon can believe. The Chinese can believe. Everybody can believe. Because the purpose is to save the whole world. Please stand up to your feet. Thank you. So, this morning, he said, Marvel not. Don't be surprised that you must be born again. Marvel not. Don't be surprised. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, Pray, pray this morning, O oh God. Pray that God will use you to win souls. That you will be a soul winner. That you will be a soul winner. That that your family will be saved, O oh God. Pray that people will be saved, O oh God. People will go. Pray for them, O oh God. He said, Marvel, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Oh, pray for dear ones, O oh God. Pray for loved ones, O oh God. Pray for people that comes to your mind, O oh God. That God will save them, O oh God.
and also pray for yourself. See, I want us to pray for ourselves that God will use us to win souls. Pray for ourselves that God use me to save men. Pray that this month, God, you use me to save somebody. This week, you use me to save somebody. Let's pray for ourselves that God will use us to win souls, oh God. This morning we're speaking about Nicodemus and you. Lord, just as you led him to the kingdom, may you use us to lead people to the kingdom. Just as you led Nicodemus to the kingdom, use us to lead the people into the kingdom. May we be so winners. In Jesus' name we pray. We thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Amen. I pray that God will use you to win a soul this week. This week you will bring somebody to Christ. This week you will witness to somebody. You will talk to somebody about Jesus. Because Jesus brought Nicodemus to him. May you bring to to Jesus. Amen. Please take your seat and you want to honor the Lord with your first We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.